0: Meltdown Sports Podcast coming to you live. Recap NBA Finals Game 1. If you missed it, You missed a pretty good game until, you know, overtime. But, you know, leading up to overtime, that's kind of what I want to unpack with you today. A lot a lot to go over. There was a huge controversy late in the game. A charge against Kevin Durant. Yes, I said a charge against Kevin Durant. It was not a block. I think the NBA kicked that call. I think that's why you'll also see, uh, if you guys didn't know this, Kevin Love came off the bench with... Got in an altercation. He should probably be suspended for for the next game. However, I think the NBA is just going to find the ever-loving bejesus side of him, so they kind of keep balance for them kicking this call. I know the officials are taking a hard, hard kick to this uh, this morning, but you know, you know, look at the crew that they had on the floor. This is probably one of the better NBA crews in the league, in my my humble, humble opinion. You had the you had the crew chief Kenny Mauer, you had Tony Brothers, and you had Ed Malloy. These three guys are high level NBA officials. I do believe they got the call right on the floor going to the monitor. I believe in that situation is a bad, bad move. I think the only times you go to the monitor or for a touch out of bounds a last second shot or something was tipped. I don't think you need to have that much outside influence during a game because you're in control of the game, you're in control of the flow, and if we're gonna go to the monitor to have fouls, we're never gonna get a basketball game done. That's done with that. I want to move on to you know the highlights of the game. Biggest highlights of the game. Leading scorer of last night's game was LeBron James with 51 points. Steph Curry dropped down a cool 29 and Kevin Durant a cool 26. Here's the here's the interesting part of this game. I thought going into this series that Golden State would just run up and down the floor. And Cleveland, I don't know if you want to give credit to Ty Lue or if this was a LeBron James decision because I, sometimes I think LeBron is the coach and captain of the team. I think I think the way they kind of stacked their lineup was a little bit very interesting. And I think if Cleveland is going to stay around in this series, they need to do something. And I am going to say this. An NBA team needs to, ready, slow down. I think they should slow down. And the reason I say that is Larry Nance Jr. had a ball game last night. He played extremely well down low. And here's the funny thing. You've got to get Kevin Love out of the paint. A, he can't guard. He cannot guard point guards. Stop switching him on Steph Curry stop switching him on Clay Thompson. He can't guard him. At all. But I think the way Cleveland kind of, I don't know if they did it on accident or not, I think the best way for them moving forward is to kind of space out that floor, let LeBron have the driving lanes, which I know they do a lot. But I, I think a, I think a starting lineup for the next game should be this for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think you should put J.R. Smith on the bench. I think he's a six man in this series. I don't think he's dependable enough to be a Every minute player that they try to force him on now. This is the lineup I would like to see for Cleveland in game two. Of course, LeBron James. You're not gonna not start LeBron James. Number two, Larry Mance Jr. I think he should be your starting big man in the middle. I think Tristan Thompson, once again, is a bench player in this series because he doesn't really have an offensive game. Can he play defense? Of course he can. But I don't I think you can kind of I think Nance can play enough defense good enough. Plus, with his offensive skill and his ability, because Golden State has no strength inside, you can beat them up. I know you're going to say Draymond Green. Draymond Green, in my opinion, is a dirty player, but I think Nance could have that. Just has enough strength that he can fight through Draymond's crap, and it is crap, and score at will pretty much against them. I said the same thing uh, in the last series when they played Houston, played uh, Golden State, Clint Capella in that game seven. Why would you ever stop feeding him? They can't stop a true big inside. They can't. They want to run up and down the floor and get you exhausted. Slow down. Play your game. I know this is not fun NBA to talk like this, but I think if you slow down, feed the ball inside more, I think you could take Golden State out of their quick shot rhythm. Because if you let them get into a rhythm where Clay is coming down, pulling up, Steph's coming down, pulling up, KD's coming down, pulling up, they're going to run you out of most games. Because you don't have that ability to track meet with them. Not like that. I say slow it down. LeBron James, Nance. Here it is. I would start Kevin Love, but I put Love like like he used to be when he was in Minnesota. He was a huge rebounder. Let him keep rebounding. But when you're on the offensive end, put his ass in a corner. We don't need him playing down low as a defender. A, he's not a very good defender. But B, he's an exceptional shooter and he's a great rebounder. So on the defensive end, I would definitely have him down there snagging all those rebounds, or even on the offensive end. Let him rebound, let him kick out into those corners, let him get the shot. Here's another guy. Jordan Clarkson. Start Jordan Clarkson, start Jordan Hill. So my starting five for Cleveland in game two, if I was the coach, we would be LeBron, Nance, love Clarkson and Hill. That gives them a very not only athletic backcourt, it gives them a great spot-up shooter, it gives you, you know, a world-class talent player in LeBron James. And it gives you Nance, the lunch pail guy, the guy that's gonna get the dirty points, is gonna get fouled, and it's gonna help slow down Golden State. You have to slow down Golden State. That is the only way that Cleveland stays in this series. If they try to run with them, they will have no chance. Now, I mentioned earlier Draymond Green is a dirty player, and he is. He's kind of always been this way. Uh, when he's in college, he was known as a gritty player. Grayson Allen gets this moniker, too, for being a gritty player in college. They're dirty. I mean, there's no other way around it. They trip, they punch, they do all this stuff. Chris Paul has been dirty. A lot of players do dirty things. Draymond Green last night with the with the with the face attack on LeBron was, you know, it's it's suspension worthy, I believe. But you know, I'm not an NBA guy, so I really think I really think the NBA's gotta look at his actions on and off the floor. I know a lot of people say he gets texts too easy. He gets texts because he brings them onto himself. Yeah, I think these officials have to go through a whole NBA season with him complaining about every living thing that goes on. He's To me, he's not that fun to watch. Is he a skilled player? Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good rebounder. He's a good leader for that team. I, I know the, the media loves him because he's usually good for a great soundbite after a game, but I think overall he's a dirty player, and that's kind of how I think of him. Um, Gold, um, another thing for Cleveland since we're on the Cleveland train right now. Cleveland has to get Jeff Green more involved. I, I know I didn't put him in my starting lineup, but when you bring him in the game, you've got to get him on. He's the guy that can actually run a little bit, and he's actually a mismatch thing. And here's the thing. I, several times him and actually J.R. Smith kept getting Steph Curry down on the box, backing him down. That's where you dominate. Steph Curry has is not a very strong player down low. He's a great shooter, yes. That's all he really does. And, you know, he gets the moniker of being the best point guard in the league. I, I call crap on that. I also think he's not a very strong player. So, you get a big, strong guy like Jeff Green. Jeff Green will own Steph Curry in the paint. And if you have the opportunity to back him down, that is something. You have to back him down. Also, for Cleveland, man, you've got to stop. Man, please stop going small and trying to run. I've given you a great Outline now, great. I'm not an NBA coach, so you know, I get my hats off to Ty Lu. he's he is an NBA coach, kind of. Uh, I think going small puts all the favor in Golden State's way, unless we get back into games, stay big, slow it down, try to pound the middle. I think that's the best way to go moving forward. Another thing you cannot, and, and I mean this in the best way, Cleveland, like I said, go big. Do what you got to do, pound the ball inside, and for God's sakes, do not get in a three-point shooting contest with them. If you don't think it won't work, ask Houston how it went. What were they, 1 for 30 in Game 7? Getting in a three-point shooting contest with skilled three-point shooters is silly. You have to take them out of their game, you have to run them off their line. It's just, this is basic basketball one-on-one. Sometimes I feel like the NBA teams forget that. You know, this is a very, very fun game to watch when it's being orchestrated well. But if you're gonna let a guy sit out there and shoot, no, if he's gonna shoot from 40 feet where, where Steph normally shoots from or Clay shoots from, I let him out there, but they're at the line, run at him. Or how about this, how about a contact file? Get Steph off their line. Rough them up a little bit. You have bench players, use them. That's another funny thing about these NBA playoffs. You never see the bench guys put a guy out there for two or three minutes and say, hey, your job is to defend Kevin Durant. Your job is to defend Steph Curry. That's all I want you to do. Don't worry about offense. Get in his face. Every time he touches it, make make him know that you're there. It will take them out of their game, and then you can have a more of a... It evens out your playing field. Cleveland's going to have to do a lot of little things like that to kind of sway this game back in their favor. Game one had a lot of great Great drama. It was actually a very good game until overtime. It seems like an overtime, you know, Cleveland stopped playing defenses. Their defensive switches were terrible. And, you know, Clay got off and Steph got off. And then they were picketing and rolling with Draymond. And for some reason, no one wanted to guard Jamel McGee. My My lord, someone play defense. They lost that game in overtime. Cleveland, I still doesn't I still think loses in five unless they make some drastic changes and change the way they play. Here's something else I'd like to see. Let LeBron James be your be your ball handler and let him distribute. Get these guys moving. Spread the floor. Get these guys moving. Cutting, screening, and open up open up for your shooters. And also open up for your guys cutting to the basket. That way you can kind of change the aspect of the game. Because right now you're getting beat on a high pick and roll with nobody underneath. No one plays defense for Cleveland underneath. Put Nance in the middle. Get them in a motion offense up high with LeBron as your your strict ball handler, and I think it will actually pay off in the long run. Meltdown Sports Podcast Game 1 Review. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great day.